Anime Nerd. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga, and games. See you soon! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, Anime Nerd, and today' podcast is going to be pretty much a brand new series, a little mini series that I'm going to start, and it's pretty much my top animes of the decade. So, when I'm saying of the decade, it's pretty much I'm going to go by 2010. I'm going to give you guys a list of animes that came out in 2010 that I personally enjoyed watching. And every year from that, I will go on and pretty much explain the anime, read a little bit of the synopsis, tell you what I thought about it at the time of what I could remember and everything like that. So pretty much, if you guys are truly interested in it, go ahead and subscribe, like it, definitely be on the lookout for it because I promise to you guys, I had a fun looking up on certain things and finding out certain anime that I used to like. That I didn't even know came out in 2010, even though I might have not watched in 2010, it still falls underneath the category. Now, things that I would not post on there, and I tried my best to find it, so there might be some that might accidentally slip, but it's okay. There were going to be some anime that if it came out in 2000, uh, well, not even came out, but if it was still a running series, I'm not going to add that to the list. These are pretty much solely shows that came out in 2010. So shows like Naruto, Bleach, anything like that, Fairy Tale, One Piece, shows that have been going on since then. There's, it's not going to be on the be on there. They're just going to be pretty much like honorable mentions. So those are just my honorable mention of those series. Now, without further ado, let us go all the way back into winter 2010. And for you guys who don't know how the anime works, pretty much winter 2010 is technically winter 2009 it was like that new fiscal year these are these anime that falls under 2010 and 2010 winter would technically 2011 winter and so on and so forth if you catch what i'm saying so let us begin and now the first one that i got is Dora. um i remember watching it it's pretty much so the synopsis in tokyo downtown just have an ikabaro i could probably say a miss Many strange rumor and warning of an anonymous gang and dangerous occupants. One urban legend stand out above the rest. The existence of a headless black rider who is said to be seen driving a jet black motorcycle through the city street. So, pretty much, uh, the main character, Mikado, has been always long for the excitement 
of this city life and an invitation from a childhood friend convinced him to move to Tokyo. Witness the black writer on his first day in the city. He wishes already, his wishes already seem to have been granted, but a supernatural event began to occur. Ordinary citizens like himself, along with Ikebaro's most colorful inhabitants, are mixed up in a commotion breaking out in their city. So pretty much in this show, they deal with this guy. And from the midst of it, I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of confused of his character. Because at some at one moment, Mikado, he seems chill, but I guess he's the leader of the gang. I, I kind of got confused of it all. But during that whole me watching it, I truly did enjoy it because the it had interesting character character development. You kind of want to know more about the headless writer, uh, who name was like Celsi or something like that. And he, they got getting entangled with this gang called the Colors, I believe it was. And everything like that. It was visually pleasing. The song, the ending song, I really like. Uh, the characters, you kind of start to feel for them. And you kind of realize all their hardship that they deal with. And I kind of forget that they're even just regular teenagers going through this type of stuff. But at the same time, it was a great show to to watch. It definitely ran for two seasons. The user score was 8.21 and I believe out of 10 at its height of its popularity it was number 49 uh, it was a pretty good show I would definitely recommend watching it for the most part now this show that I'm about to mention you guys understand how much I love this show this is like one of the funniest show to me yet it is Baka and Tess Summon of the Beast now I pretty much don't really need too much of a synopsis. It pretty much follow a guy named Yoshi, and he is known as the idiot of Class F. And pretty much how the school work that they go to, the higher your grades in school, Class A got the best of the best because they're smart, and onward down. So Class F, you guys can obviously tell they got the worst of everything, everything, broken tables, uh, outdated equipment, and everything pretty much like that. But what's cool thing about the school is you can challenge certain classes and win over their stuff or win certain rights. So, but it all based on your grades and so. So, pretty much Yoshi and a group of his friends, and each of these friends also have like their own category that they're strong in. They're not the brightest, but they're also by any means not the dumbest. The only person who probably didn't belong to class F, but she was sick, was Mizuki. Mizuki? Yeah, Mizuki. Um, and she was by far, like, or aka her real name is Himiji. But uh, she was really smart. She belonged in class A, but because of her sickness, she was brought back to class F because she couldn't finish the test. Huh. So pretty much you follow Yoshi and his great adventures in school and stuff like that. And whenever they do class war, they can summon avatars and everything now, the score of this show was 7.6 out of 5. I definitely disagree with that. I definitely feel like the show should have been higher than what it was. But at the same time, I mean, this is just my personal bias opinion of it all. So if people say 7.6 out of 5, then, hey, it is what it is. The popularity of its highest popularity, it was 187 in its ranking. So... Granted, it didn't top the top 50 
for a show that came out back in winter 2010 is still something I would recommend people to watch and just enjoy visually. It's nice. The characters are funny and I promise to you, you will bust out laughing. There's never a dull moment, especially with Yoshi being the main character. That's for sure. So let's see what else show I had in 2010 in the winter. I believe that one was just it for that one. It wasn't too much in the winter one I like. Now we're going to move on to spring. And spring had brought us Angel Beat. Now Angel Beat, now this show here, I enjoy. And the height of its popularity, it was number 11. Its user score was 8.20. This school, this school, this show was pretty much the synopsis was Otanashi awakens only to learn that he is dead. A rifle-toting girl named Yuri explained that they are in the afterlife, and Otunashi realized um, the only thing he can remember about himself was his name. Yuri tells him tells him that she leads the Shida Sakai Shiken, the afterlife battle frontier. I should just say that right off the bat. And wage war against a girl named Ten- Tenshi. Unable to believe Yuri claims that Tenshi is evil, Otunashi attempts to speak to her. But Encounter doesn't go as he attended. And if you guys seen the show, you know exactly what happened. Otsunashi decided to join the SSS and battle Tenshi, but he found himself oddly drawn to her. While trying to regain his memory and understanding Tenshi, he gradually unravels the mystery of the afterlife. So pretty much anybody in this afterlife, they all died of some causes. And pretty much the afterlife of the show is these guys waiting to move on. And they're fighting this um, Angel Beat, a.k.a. the Death Angel, you want to call it Tenshi. And pretty much they're all trying to fight, not moving on because they're dead. And it's kind of hard for them to accept that, the fact that they're dead. The show is a good show, and actually, when you think about it, it's a sad show. Because when they move on, it's like, like, damn, these characters are really gone and they're really dead. Like, imagine what they could have been when they was alive and everything like that. So, it definitely is a good, heartwarming show, and yet it will definitely play with your emotion. That is for sure on that one, because just thinking about him dying, especially Otunashi, when he died, I was like, mm, man. He's actually dead. This is not even like, oh, he's dead, but he, he managed to be saved. He, like, at, ooh, I almost said the end. If you guys watched the show, even though it been out in 2010, you know what? Okay, spoiler alert. At the end, he was, a, was about to be saved right when he died and moved on. That's how sad it was. It was, I was hurt, heartbroken. Like, I was hurt. I couldn't even believe that something like that even happened to a character, but... At the same time, I mean, I understand that's how life works sometimes. So it was definitely the first one of the shows to be uh, a tearjerker. That's for sure. Now, moving on to summer of 2010. Now, this is what brings me onto a great show that has so much potential, but sadly the author became sick, was during around the time of the hype of the zombies and Walking Dead and everything like that that was going on. So the name of the show is called High School of the Dead. And a lot of you guys were like, oh, 
oh shit, I remember, I remember. Yeah, it's definitely that show. It, at its height, it was 96, but it, one can argue that it was definitely higher than what they say it was. And the user score was 7.69, which I can argue it was easily at 8.5, if not. So, yeah, like I say, background of the story, due to the death of the author Daisuke Sato in 2017, the series was discontinued. Sadly, this series would never get to see the end that I felt like it truly deserved. But anyway, the synopsis of the story is on the normal day, mindless, flesh-eating zombies suddenly appear and send society into anarchy. In Fuji Academy, Fujimi Academy, second-year high school student Takashi Komoro witnessed these um, beasts' murderous nature firsthand. He flees to the roof with his friend uh, Ray Yamato. Yeah, you might Miyato, I don't know how to say, and Higashi Ego only to discover the uh, harrowing reality of their zombie overrun world. So it said in high school of the dead, Takashi and Ray must rely on a band uh, of individuals composed of Psycho, the Kendo Club president, Saya, a wealthy genius, Shizuka, the school nurse, and Kyoto. The firearm assess Otaku, <laughs> the fat guy, I remember him. He was cool. Together they must defy and defy all odds and survive against the horrifying undead. So in the series, you kind of watch them try to survive uh zombie apocalypse world anime type style. So there's a lot of craziness going on in that world. It's definitely an etchy horror story. And it was funny because it was just like, damn, these these guys are really, really out here trying to survive a world and but yet at the same time the etchy part of it all and this part still blows my mind to this day that this guy shot a rifle in between this girl boo while it was jiggling it was weird it's funny now that i think about it but it's something that you have to go back and watch just to get a just to see it for yourself and truly understand what is going on on that so that was definitely one of them Next on that list of in 2010 summer, I want to say which one was my next one. Um, uh, let me see if I can find it. Okay, I think that was all for the summer. Now fall. Sorry, guys, just need to try to find the computer moving a little bit slow. On the fall one, they had Star Driver and. Yeah, so I have Star Driver here. That's where when did the other show came out? Felt like it was before that one. Okay, sorry. All right, let's go back to summer 2010. So before Star Driver came out in fall, there was a show called The Legend of the Hero of the Legendary Hero. I ain't even gonna try to pronounce that name because you guys know I will definitely butcher it. But so, synopsis, well, at its height, it was popular 542. Dang, it was not that high, but it was definitely a really good show. I personally enjoyed it. And at the score was 7.65. So, Alpha Stigma are known to be the eyes that can analyze all types of magic. However, they are more infinitely known as curse eyes that can only bring destruction and death to others. Reiner Lute, a talented mage and also a... Alpha Stigma Bearer 
was once a student of the Royal Land Empire Magician Academy, an elite school dedicated to train magicians for military purpose. However, after many of his classmates died in the war, he makes an oath to make the nation a more orderly and peaceful place with fellow survivor and his best friend, Sion Astol. Now that Sion is the king of the royal land, he ordered Reiner to search for the useful relics that will aid the nation. Together with Fierce Iris, a beautiful and highly skilled sword, swordsman woman. Hey, look, this girl is good with a sword, y'all. I promise you, she's up there in sword skills. And Reiner goes, Reiner goes on a journey to search for relics of legendary heroes from the past and also uncover the secret behind his curse eyes. So this show here, I feel like should have had a second season. I would have had love to see this show end because the characters between like the little romance between Reiner Lute and Fierce, even though it's not hinted, like not there physically, it's kind of more of a hinted. You kind of want to see it develop more. You kind of want to see how Reiner handled his best friend who became like he became evil in a certain point of the series that it didn't mention in synopsis. So it's one of those ones that you gotta gotta watch it, and you kind of want to watch the other clan, uh, other people supporting cast. There is too because they have supporting cast who you become interested in, and you want to know more of it. Uh, I definitely truly agree that this show was pretty good. I didn't agree that. It, the popularity was 542, but at the same time, with so much anime out, not everything can top the hundreds. So, hey, it is what it is. I would love to see it finish, but if it don't, I think we all would have been okay with it, I guess, for the most part. Now, now we're moving on to fall 2010. In fall 2010, now that's when Star Driver came out. And Star Driver had 25 episodes. Ooh, this one's even worse. It, I thought it was a good one, but hey, other people thought otherwise. It's on um, 1,307. It's popularity. User score is 725. Like I said, not everything can be in the top, but I didn't expect it to be down like that. <laughs> I personally enjoyed it. This is why it's my list anyway, because... Shows that I thought was really good clearly didn't make make it, but this is a show that has a mecca. The the artwork, the character design, I truly like. So, but the synopsis deep beneath the surface of the Sun and Cross Isle, a mysterious organization known as the Glittering Cross Brigade, frequently gathered in their underground fortress. Maybe that's why they did bad, because the name of the brigade is Glittering Cross Brigade. Glittering. That that's the best name that they could come up with. Oh my gosh, I kind of feel embarrassed even putting it up on my own. But oh what? Too late now. So anyway, the group is particularly interested in a side body stone giant, which can transform into massive fighting humanoids, but only in a realm known as Zero Time. By finding and shattering the seal of the island, four seal maidens, Glenn Cross hopes to break free of zero time and use side bodies anywhere as they please. One night, a young man named Takato Tusunai Tutsushi or whatever washed up on the island shore and is rescued by Suguta and his fiance Waiko, one of the island seal maidens. After he awakens, Takato quickly befriends the two and proceeds to enroll at the local academy where many of his fellow students are secretly members of the Glittering Cross. 
Uh, however, Takato holds a secret. When in zero time, he can utilize a side body of his own, the Tayo Burn. In the, for- in the forthcoming um, battle, Takato and Tayo Burn will be the key to preventing Good and Crusade from shattering Waco's seal and realizing its uh, ambition. So that's the end of that. It was a good show. I mean, definitely by all means, it wasn't the best, but I thought it was pretty good for what it was for a Mecha series in 2010 because I love Mecha, so that's probably why I like it. Now, would it be in the top 10 Mecha to fight? Nah, Gundam probably holds the most for that because Gundam series always seem to outdo themselves. But I digress on that one because it could easily go either way with it. But like at the end, though, Gundam would probably be the only series I know that has some of the best mechas there is because that's what they specialize in. If they lose to another series like that, I don't know what we're going to believe anymore. Now, there's some series that came close to it, but nah, nothing like that. I don't believe any anime series came out. I mean, mecha series like that came out in 2010. Uh, you got Super Robot Tyson OG. But that, that, that show was weird. I don't really know the concept of it all or anything like that. So I was like, uh, I didn't want to add it on my list for the most part. But everything else, though, I pretty much agree on the list for the 2010. So for, for those of you guys trying to figure out what's next. So next up will be in 2011. And I pretty much have a lot in 2011 compared to my 2010 list. But at the same time, list will stuff will be added, stuff will be thrown out the more that I look at it and, and read it and stuff like that. So if you're interested in these ones, I'm going to make sure I put the name on them of the shows. Now, there's no particular order of how I rate them. I'm just going to tell you, out of the ones that I truly enjoyed, Angel Beat, High School of the Dead, um, the Legend of the Legendary Hero and Bakken and Tess are the ones that I would highly recommend those of you guys to watch. Just for the simple fact that I truly enjoyed them. The other ones, they're good. They were definitely more of the standoffish of their time compared to the other ones that came out in 2010. So that's why they're on the list, therefore. But, you know, I want to hear from you guys. What was your favorite anime in 2010? I definitely want to know. Like, what did you guys like? Because I know my list, that's my list. I know you guys have some other lists. Now, these animes had to come out in 2010. So, or at least try your best to come out in 2010. Sometimes it's kind of hard to tell. I definitely use uh, my anime list to help me out, search out what animes came out when for this list. So, there, there you have it. There go my secret. Yes. I use my anime list for my list. So it helps me out. And then from there, I just decided to pick and choose which one I wanted per se. But as always, it's been a blast. Please, if you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe, comment down there. Tell me what you like, what you didn't like, if you agree with what I picked. And if you are listening to all other podcast form, do the same thing. Just go ahead and subscribe and email me because I'm going to put the link in the bio and everything like that. But until next time, peace, and I'll see you guys soon. Bye.